Welcome back to the Chomp Podcast. My name is Victor Harris Jr. I'm a writer on staff. And I'm Armand Arcioni, the sports editor on staff. On the final episode of the Chomp Pod this semester, we will be talking to Lauren Sines, a graduate student on the wrestling team who has now ranked 10th in the NWCA rankings. We will jump straight into the interview. Welcome back to the final episode of the Trump Pod this semester. Today, we are here with Lauren Sines, graduate student on the wrestling team. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you guys? So far, so good. Um, yeah, talk to us. You just got ranked 10th in the NWCA rankings. How do you feel? I feel pretty good. Um, I honestly try not to think too much about the rankings, especially with wrestling. It's it's such a personal sport, and like you can get it's very mental. You get really wrapped up in the rankings and numbers, but honestly, even in Division Two, um, coming from a Division One school, it's uh, it's different. It doesn't really matter in D two. The only thing that matters at the end of the year is you you take top three at regionals, top three go to nationals, and then obviously top eight All American uh, nationals. Where in Division One, it is a little bit different. You have some weight um, for like the coaches pull for uh, the amount of people you bring to the NCAA tournament for conference. There's a little more. Uh, weight in the rankings but i definitely just try not to think about it too much and just wrestle uh through the year enjoy my last year of eligibility then uh, i noticed you got gator of the week last week how was that honor like what i feel like it's cool um i think any type of like recognition for like just for the school in general is good for, especially for the sport right i think we're growing uh, a small wrestling team and i think um the more gators of the weeks we can get the better and yeah, like going back to the ranking thing, it's, uh, I think it's, I've been thinking like the way the mindset I put it, I like, I, it doesn't really matter. I could be number one. I could be number, I cannot be ranked. It's more so for the school. It's for the fans. It's for everyone to kind of like appreciate and it's, it's good, but you know, just don't, don't get too wrapped up in it. Yeah. I'm going to give you a little bit of a throwback before you even got to San Francisco state, you were a second as a senior in the California state championships. Talk to us how you've kind of improved in wrestling, how that maybe started for you growing up? Growing up, uh, I honestly didn't do, I wasn't like your average like California wrestler. A lot of these kids, they grew up, they'd done it since they were like six years old. And I did it for about a year when I was seven. I wasn't very good. And my mom pulled me out of it because I'd be constantly crying. I wasn't into the rough sport. I wasn't a rough, tough kid. I was a little bit of a mama's boy. As I got older, I started to do different sports like karate and stuff. And we started doing grappling. And then uh, eventually back in like fifth, I started back up in like fifth grade. I'd say my competitive drive kind of drove me. And I just tried to um get better and I eventually ended up going to Vaca High and I think that's where I kind of grew the most um in my wrestling career in uh my youth days and yeah now I've been kind of all over I went to Fresno State kind of coming out of high school I had great coaches there their program got dropped unfortunately and then um I transferred over to Cal Poly had great coaches there and now I'm here at San Francisco State and I got great coaches here. So I've gotten a lot of different perspectives throughout my career and it's been real fun, real interesting. You kind of talked about your road getting here. You know, you had time at Fresno State till it shut down, uh, Cal Poly. And then um, I remember you were talking about being in the transfer portal. I think you were mentioning something about like wanting to be at a place that will help you grow as a person. What was it about SF State that made you want to be here? I think a lot of my priorities definitely have like shifted as I've gotten older, obviously, um, with wrestling, like I'd love to wrestle internationally, but like, there's not a career, like there's no NFL, there's no NBA league to go, uh, into pro wrestling. Um, so I definitely just wanted to focus on myself professionally doing my MBA, uh, here at San Francisco state. And then I'm also a little bit closer to home. Uh, I have a lot of, I'm from Sacramento, so I have a lot of family here. 
Definitely just a shift in priorities and then just uh, a, a new place to mature, really. It was different, kind of like switching schools for the third time, but I think it's good for good for me. It's just a different scenery. There's different people. It's just a new place to mature and grow more. Yeah. What was kind of the difference between maybe Fresno State, Cal Poly, and SF State? Were there different types of routines or was it more so just the environment was different what was kind of, or were there similarities so with wrestling a lot of people don't like fresno and i mean i, I, I see why but no bash on fresno but it's fresno <laughs> but i will say uh one thing that i loved there was um just the culture around wrestling it's different um you go down there and it's like the midwest of uh, like for wrestling like I would have simple interactions like where I'd be at the gas station. I'd have a kid like recognize me because I was on like the wrestling team. And I was like, it's simple stuff like that that really kind of like makes your day. And you're like, wow, like this place is like, they love wrestling. Like you go to the, we would go to the high school duels, Clovis versus Buchanan, all of their high school tournaments, whatever it is, Selma versus Buchanan, all their, their, their duels, they get hype and they're great competition, um, big, big duels. And uh, I think it's a really special thing. Even the Fresno State duels, those were awesome. Like you'd have local local schools that would drive in with elementary kids from like, not even like I would say Clovis, Fresno area. It'd be like the outskirts, like probably an hour away. And they'd drive to come watch the duel and you'd just see these screaming little kids with signs. And like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's just a whole different uh, vibe. I would think of it as like, I guess, Texas and football. I guess to go to Cal Poly. Cal Poly is different. Uh, definitely not known for wrestling, but in terms of like the trajectory when I was there, we started to go up and we became, started to become like a wrestling school, um, probably one of our better sports. And uh, I think I thought that was a really cool experience. Definitely just smaller school. I think great place to go to college. Beautiful campus, beautiful area. It's just different, you know, small college town. Like some place I always say I would I would retire there because it's just so like small town. Now I'm here, the city, right? There's so many things to do. I live in Daly City now. There's so much to do and so much to see. Like it's it's so different. I know we're not really a wrestling school either, but I think the amount of people we have here, at least in the recognition we could probably get, I think we could have some cool duels this year. And then just to make sure my research is right, your dad's actually alumni from here? Yeah. So he uh wrestled at Sac City community college and then he went to armio high school actually mm -hmm. he uh went to then he went to sac city took a few years off after high school and then he went to sac city and then he transferred to here and graduated 90s i don't know <laughs> i think it was actually around when i was born like the 98 maybe 99 mm -hmm. yeah he graduated business administration yeah and then um i also noticed that it was kind of his dream for you to go here you had a, a future gator baby onesie I did. I did have a future. My mom, uh, yeah, she busted that out. I had a, a little onesie that said future Gator. And I, I never thought I'd really go here, honestly. So what was that moment like just uh, once you finally committed here? Like, what was that moment like for you and your family, your dad, especially for his dream for you to go here? Um, I thought it was cool. It was just something cool to look back on. Maybe I didn't go here for my undergrad, but I mean, it's still, I'm, I'm here. You know, I'm wrestling. We're both wrestling on the team. I think it adds a little bit to like a little bit of legacy, but I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, just talking on the aspect of just being in an individual sport and all the discipline it takes just being a wrestler. How is that kind of your mentality going into duels? What's what's the daily schedule like for you? It's pretty much the same, honestly, uh, even like going from D2 or D1 to D2, um, right? We wake up, we either have wrestling or lift in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I have all my classes because uh, I'm in grad school now or at night. So I go... But thankfully, we only meet once a week right now. 
or during these uh, early classes. So I'll typically have like weights or wrestling in the morning and then either in the afternoon weights or wrestling or training. The weights are going to be like three to four times a week. And then uh, we'll have, I'll have an individual uh, with coach or another athlete um, on the days I don't have lift, um, like typically like a Tuesday, Thursday. And so it'll be like two practices a day uh, following up to sun- Saturday, Sunday off. And then that's just kind of like the regular training schedule. Compared to being like an individual sport versus like a group sport, I take priority over like, right, especially in wrestling, like I take priority over my own success and my own training. Um, you have to. Um, I mean, you could really just show up and get through the motions of practice, but like you're not going to really get that much better. It's a bunch of little things such as, right, your diet. Um, that's a big one, especially in wrestling with cutting weight. Um, you have to keep your weight under control uh, constantly throughout the season in terms of your mental pushing and what you need to work on technically, right? Those individual days that you have that are outside of practice, right? I don't, they're not going to be as intense, but I'm working on my technique and working on what, what do I need to get better? What positions do I need to get better at? During practice, right? Not going through the motions, right? Learning to really push yourself when you're tired. Um, when we're doing live situations, learning to like dig deep a little bit. Sometimes you don't even have a coach yelling at you, right? You got to like figure it out. You can't uh, be daunting on yourself, you know, feeling sorry for yourself that you're tired. Um, it's just digging deep and kind of finding that wall and pushing it back. Yeah. You also mentioned your diet earlier. How was that? What's the discipline with the diet? Is there a certain amount of things you like to eat, some things you don't like to eat, or something that you're craving and you just can't have? Yeah. So interestingly enough, I actually, I moved up a weight from what I've been wrestling. My uh, first year at Fresno, I wrestled uh, wrestled 141s. Um, I wasn't making the lineup, so I ended up dropping the weight, and I challenged off for the weight, and I won. That was like the most weight I cut all throughout college. I was awful. Um, I was making 33s every weekend. When I went to Cal Poly, I went up to 41s, uh, wrestled there for three, two and a half years at 41s, and then now I'm here, I'm at 149s. So in terms of uh, diet and stuff, it's it depends on the individual, right? A lot of people do have different diets. Typically, you know, it's just uh, higher protein. Uh, for me, I do a lot of carbs. You need those carbs to refuel. We have really hard grueling practices. And uh, thankfully, because now I'm up at 49s, I can, eat, I can eat most of the stuff that, like, I don't have to cut much stuff out. Um, I still eat pretty healthy every now and then I'll have like, you know, a little sweet cookie or something. Um, you got to keep your soul a little intact, just have a little sweet every now and then. But uh, individuality of the diet is definitely, it's hard. It makes or breaks some wrestlers, right? You've, uh, there's been like guys that I've seen, um, they're great through all throughout high school, right? And then they get this freedom in college and that's a whole nother thing. They get all this freedom in college and they don't know how, they, they don't know how to cook their own food. They don't know how to diet. They don't know how to be disciplined on themselves. This pressure breaks them, and you'll see, like, they'll get bigger. They lose all their – they're just not focused. It's a lot, but I think once you figure out, figure it out, um, it's been kind of like – for me, it's been like a blessing in disguise because, like, it's kind of like the way I want to live my life. I don't want to be, I don't know, on a super strict diet, but I'm not going to be also, like – I'm right in the middle. Like, I have a healthy enough diet um, where uh, I know, like, I can be healthy, I guess. <laughs> and then you kind of touched on just the the mental aspect of it, especially being a, like an individual sport, making sure you're making weight. How do you deal with that pressure mentally? Like, what do you do for yourself to keep you focused and making sure you're not, you know, breaking? Yeah, there's a lot of layers to that. I mean, I've I've worked on this all throughout my college career in terms of like mental training. I had a, a mental coach at Cal Poly. His name is Dr. Coit. 
shout out him. He, uh, we worked a lot on a lot of different things from like just building habits, the right habits, right? What it like, what things do I want to implement and do every day that are going to lead me towards my goals? Um, right. Recognizing bad habits. I'd say the main thing, it goes down to habits and it's how do you approach the sport? Really? We used a lot of like breakdowns. Like we broke things down, like goal, even goal wise, like everyone wants to be a national champ, all American at this level. Um, it's why you're in this sport. It's why you've competed for this long. You're not doing this just for nothing. Um, those are your ultimate goals, but that can be a really daunting task. Um, when you write it down, breaking those goals down and what do I do? What am I doing every day? that I can take care of and control and learning of things I can control, can control. A little bit of also breaking down like, right, match strategy. Um, in terms of match strategy, it's like little, for me, it's been little reminders, right? I'm not thinking, oh, I'm gonna go do, go do exactly this move and this move. When you're out there thinking too much, you, you freeze. When you get in the motion, you kind of just go off at instinct. You just kind of feel the move and you go. So I think for me, it's been like breaking down what little movements for me, I have like written down in my journal, move your feet, move your feet, grab a tie, pull, pull to a shot. Um, it's just kind of like little things, get to a tie, get to a certain tie and just focus on like scoring points. Really. I think that's a big thing um, that I've watched through interviews too. It's like the highest level guys, they're not worried about winning or losing. They're worried about scoring points and just that's it. This is a big thing I've been trying to implement is just like, if you take eight, nine attempts in a match and you mess up maybe two of them, you give up a couple of takedowns and you win five of them, or yeah, you, you'll ha you have a higher percentage of uh, just winning the match, the more risks you take compared to like, instead of standing in front of the guy, not really opening up, not doing much. It's a different mental game. It's hard to do when you're tired. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the mental toughness of an individual is what really gets them from being good in high school to being like really good in college is that the separator yeah I think that's a big that's the biggest gap I would say mostly confidence really it's the mental confidence of being able to execute your moves mm -hmm. I think is number one but number two is just the physicality in college it's so much more physical you know you're wrestling grown men right everyone everyone's strong everyone knows how to scramble Everyone knows the basics and like most of the time they're there to kick your ass <laughs> and that's like the bottom line. And, um, I don't, I think sometimes if you're not ready, right, like, you know, you, you're, you're going to get surprised. You got to be mentally prepared and ready to fight and it's going to be a fight every time. And you got to find a way to kind of mentally break the guy you'll, in if you watch some college matches, you'll see. Like it'll be scrappy in the beginning, but as soon as it gets to the third period, some guys just, they waver. And some of the high level matches, the best guys, they might have really close matches with some like pretty decent guys, but they really open up in the third period and find a way to uh, kind of bust open the match. At Fresno State, you were at the NCAA championships. Do you have any fond memories about the NCAA championships? How's that whole experience for you? No, so that year got canceled. Mm. Oh, that's the 2020 year. Yeah, no, that was, so my fond memories were uh, big 12s. We, uh, I was cutting a ginormous amount of weight and uh, I qualified and then we took the week to train and I was cutting a lot of weight at this time. And uh, I remember we went to uh, like a Benihana's for my friend's birthday. I didn't, I swear I didn't eat anything. I had like maybe like a bite of steak and like some rice and I had like probably like eight glasses of water. And I was, I was 21 pounds over the week before the national tournament. And oh then <laughs> that was a hell week for you, bro. What? Yeah. So yeah. And then, so like I went to the, I remember 
it's, it's four years now. I went to the sauna. I'm like losing all this weight, yeah. and I got my weight down to like 13. And I was like, all right, that's manageable, I guess. Yeah. That weekend or that Monday, I think Steiner was to think talking about he was gonna be canceled, and I was like, damn. Um, it'd be unfortunate but also i'm a lot <laughs> i was really excited for the tournament especially because it was going to be in the minnesota viking stadium so it was going to be it was going to be a really cool experience for my career i think it that that the division one tournament is i would say the pinnacle of like wrestling like that is your like finals your playoffs of like nba whatever that's that's what we have it is like the most emotional and the most like uh fan driven one you watch any of the NCAA finals whatever any of the tournament you could just hear in these videos how active the crowds are in the in the match like one of my teammates hoke it they were before they officially cut it he was talking about how the tournament's not going to be worth it because they were originally just going to do the tournament but like no fans or maybe just five for your like loved ones which they ended up doing in 2021 he was like man i wouldn't even want the tournament because the fans, the fans are what is what makes it. It may, it makes the tournament exciting. It makes it, it's an experience, and I'm I'm sad that I didn't get to experience it. But move on. Thank you so much, Lawrence, for taking time out of your day to talk to us. It was a great talk. Yeah, no, thank you guys. Appreciate it. That will conclude the final episode of the Chomp Pod. We'll be back, and make sure to follow us on X at the Chomp Pod and Golden Gate Express at GGX News.